Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week, in honor of Halloween, we're having an episode of Lights Out entitled The Author and the Thing. It first aired on September 28, 1943. Lights out, everybody. Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you these lights out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Miss Goddard, answer the phone, please. Yes, Mr. Obler. Yes? Oh, yes, Miss Harrison. Here he is. Mr. Obler? Yes? Miss Harrison. Oh. Oh, thank you. Hello, Joan. How's the phantom lady? Oh, yeah. Now am I in trouble? Well, the last light's out. I just don't know what to write about. Oh, no, I got plenty of ideas, but... Oh, well, men dying in foxholes, and what am I doing? Thinking of fantastic... Well, thanks very much, but I still insist that I ought to be... Yeah, okay, okay. Sure, I'll make this last one a good one, and then that'll be that. If I live through it. Huh? No, no, I was just talking to myself. I've been doing that rather consistently these last few days. <laughs> yes, I, I guess all those zombies and ghouls and loop-garoos have finally caught up with me. Yeah, I know, I know. Two aspirins and a glass of water every half hour. Uh, now, look here, Miss Harrison, don't worry about me. I'll get the story written tonight if I have to talk to the devil himself to do it. All right, John. All right. Yeah, sure. Oh, fine, fine. Call me back in an hour and I'll have some kind of a plot figured out. I hope. Give my regards to Norman. Talk to you later. Well, Miss Goddard, let's get to work. Yes, sir. What time is it anyway? 11.32. Sorry I have to keep you working so late. That's perfectly all right. I know you have to have that play done by tomorrow morning. I'm glad to help. You're an angel. Angel. That's a strange word to use here in this room where I've thought up so many demons and monsters. Tell me, or maybe you won't want to tell me. What, Mr. Obler? Working with me on these lights out plays, do you ever get frightened? Well... You do, don't you? Yes, I do get frightened many times. Huh. There was a time I'd have found that very amusing, but not tonight. Is there something wrong, Mr. Obler? I don't know. Tell me... Did you ever sit alone in a room at night and have a premonition? I mean, suddenly get the feeling that somewhere in the house, perhaps in the darkness in the next room, something was waiting, something of malignancy and evil? (laughs) What's the matter with me? If I keep on talking like this, they'll be using me as Exhibit X in the psychopathic ward. Come on, let's get to work. Yes, sir. Uh, Let me see. We'll start out next week's play with the regular lights out opening. Lights out everybody. Chimes later than you think. Gong. First character is named, um, uh, Hellman. Call him Hellman. Jack Hellman. H-E-L-L-M-N. Two L's. Got that? Mm-hmm. Um, 
he commits a murder and he, um... Oh, what's the use? I can't write another one of these things. Ghosts and groans and blood. I, I tell you, I can't do it. I can't do it. Mr. Overla. I'm sorry. Look here, Miss Goddard. You better run along. But aren't we going no, to... No, I just can't write anymore tonight. But the cast, they'll be standing by. The rehearsal. The devil with the rehearsal. I'm not going to go insane writing these things for anybody. Now, now run along, please. Try to get some rest and... If you come back early in the morning, we'll see what we can do. Just as you say. Are you sure you're all right? Please go. All right. Good night. Good night. What's come over me anyway? Why, why did I tell her to go? I gotta write this play? Premonition. <laughs> she must have thought I was getting softly. Who? Who's there? I am in bad shape. The wind rattles the window and I... <laughs> lights out. Author goes nuts. There's a headline for variety. I gotta get down to earth. Quarter to twelve. Joan said she'd call back in an hour. I've got to have some kind of a plot by then. Let me see. How about a, a press agent named Black killing a man named White and Black and White murder... Ooh, that corny. <sighs> Maybe I could use a story about a Hollywood producer. Let's see. Johnny Auer. He meets a girl and then is afraid because the girl's husband. Oh, is that out of character? Huh. How about Nero chopping off heads in the Roman circus and... Huh. Certainly it's quiet in here. <laughs> Yell all day for quiet. Now that I've got it, I... I have got the jitters. Well, have I got to be jittery about things are what they are. If anybody knows that, I do. Two and ten makes four, unless you're talking about curved space, and then that has hold on to what they've got, and anybody who's in this war for profit ought of his bones broken off, and... Uh... What the devil am I talking about? Huh? Okay. I'd better stop kidding myself. I know what's wrong. I want to write it, and yet I don't. What's the matter with me? Afraid to put it down on paper? What have I got to be afraid of? Here goes. <laughs> Get it over with. An outline of title undecided. Get out of my system. Play opens in the cell of a monastery in the Middle Ages. The mystic is cowered in the corner of his room. Outside, a mob is clamoring for his life. It appears that a horrible crime has been committed... In the village below, a horrible monster had torn a woman. It appears that this creature brought into being through the incantations of the sorcerer was the concentration of all the evil in men's hearts and minds. A tremendous force of fiendishness and inhumanity put into living flesh to roam the world and commit unspeakable... Of all the drivel. A tremendous force of fiendishness and inhumanity put into living flesh to roam the world and commit unspeakable... Boo. Well, drivel or not, there it is on paper. Me own monster conceived in me own mind. Congratulations, Papa. Have a cigar. Conceived in my own mind. Huh. That's what that crazy monk said in that book Nat Wolf gave me. I wonder who gave Nat that book. Conceived in... Where's that book? Anyway, it ought to be... Yeah, I even marked the page. 
And I say unto thee that if thou shalt be evil, and do evil, and think evil, and let thy mind rest upon this evilness in the light of day and in the darkness of night for seven days and seven nights, there may come into being a thing of evil, and it shall take the form of the evilness of thy thought. <sighs> Written by a half-star mystic more than ten centuries ago, and I... Funny I should have thought of those words tonight. I've been thinking about them for a week. Shall take the evil, the form of the evilness of thy thought, seven days and seven... Who? Who's there? No, no, no! You're just in my mind. No, no. You, you, you evil. You, you, you don't exist. I tell you, I, I thought you up. You're, you're a dream. I said a dream. When I wake up, door. It is a dream. It's got to be a dream. Come in. Come in. Get me out of this dream. Get me out of this dream. Get me. Hi, Art. Well, don't you ever open doors anymore? What's the big idea it's, sitting in here? It's all not night? a dream. It's, it's still. Hey, Art. What's cooking? Eli, get out. Oh, now, Arch, Don't stand there looking at me. Get out. Can't you see it? Can't you see it? Get out. Get out of here. What's Eli, the gag? See in here what? Behind you. Look behind you. Well, there's nothing behind me but the wall. Eli. Say, what is this anyway? A preview of... Eli, get out of here. All right, all right. Now, let's have it. What is this? A preview of a new play? <laughs> Boy, am I glad you're quitting lights out after all. Can't you hear him? Who? Hear who? Eli. Behind you. Behind me what? What's the matter with you anyway, Arch? Don't you feel well? You keep staring back at me. It must be a dream. It must be a dream. What's that dream? It must be a dream. Are you a dream? What's the matter? The pink elephant's beginning to get... No! 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 My brother! No, my brother! Let go of me! You think to my brother! No! 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 Eli. Eli. Oh, no. Eli. <laughs> Operator. Operator, please. Send police right away, my brother. Please, send police, send police. My brother, my brother, my brother. Eh, how much time we got to go on this ship yet, Joe? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hold it. Here comes Frank Sinatra again. Squad 39 and 48. Squad of Ventura and Rankwood. Drunk, making a disturbance. Claims his brother hit by a monster. Squad 39, well, part 8, brought to the children's red room. Drunk place, brother, stop by your thing. KLPD, sign it off. But I tell you, it's true, officer, it's true. My brother, my own brother, I saw it, I saw it oh, with my own eyes. All right, all right, all right. Now, take it easy, young fellow, you're in a bad shape. I tell you, I'm not drunk, I'm as sober as you are. Now, don't get funny. You thick-headed fool, look, it's there behind you. Huh, what? The thing, the monster, look at it, my brother, my oh, brother, I've my heard brother. of seeing snakes and pink elephants, but this is the first one I've seen this bad off, eh, Joe? But he don't look tight. Oh, you never can tell in the valley. There, the, the two of you. Can't you see him? Can't you see him? Lover there in the corner. Right hey, there. hey, maybe we better take him down to the station and let him cool off in the can for a while, eh? Yeah. yeah. Stop staring me, the two of you. Why won't you believe me? Why won't you believe me? See, Clarence, maybe this guy's on the level. Oh, are you nuts, too? something happened to his brother, there'd be someone around, wouldn't there? And there ain't nothing in this room. What have I done? What have I done? You've done. 
What do you mean? I thought of the monster. Seven days of the matter. She is sure the guy's nuts. Let's find out who he is. What's your name, young fella? Yeah, what's your name? Quiet down now. What's your name? Oh, what difference does that make? I think it's sister and grins at me. Why don't you see it and help me? Why oh, don't you come on, me? come on now. What's your name? Let's have it. Opaler. What's your business? What do you do for a living? Well, radio. I, I write radio. What's the difference? Radio? Opaler. Say, ain't you the guy that writes them screwy lights out things Tuesday nights? Yes. Yes, help me. Please, please help that me. That's your what? Why, this is the guy that writes them ghost things I was telling you about. You know, over the radio. Obler, the guy who always makes his cops Irish. You get it? <laughs> it's one of them gags, one gags. of them publicity gags. Gags? Oh, you infernal... Now, wait a minute, fellow. Watch your tongue. I tell you, it's not a gag. It's here, here in the room, and it took my brother and... There. Can't you hear it? Can't you hear it? Huh? It's laughing. An infernal laugh. Listen to it. Listen to it. <laughs> it is later than you oh. Okay, young fellow. If it ain't a gag, you better take a broom and go back to bed. Oh. Now, listen, you. We're going to hang around for a while, so take it easy. Come on, Joe. Let's get out of here. This no, no, wait. Who is there? Wait. Um, don't let me down. It's here, I tell you. Don't let me. What will I do? Well, I do. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. That's it. I've gotta get out of here and find someone who will believe me. What? Oh. It won't let me out? No, no. Don't come at me. Don't come. The police. Come back. Come in. Come in. conceived in your mind, came to life, and uh, did a number of uh, peculiar things. Uh, but, oh, see here, surely you don't think that even the most stupid jury on earth is going to believe that nonsense? You don't believe me. Well, I've heard many peculiar alibis from my radio clients in time, but... Well, listen, if you want to plead temporary... But insanity, I'm not insane, I'm not insane, I'm not then insane! Then let's hear a sane explanation of what happened that night. I told you. 
I told you everything just the way it happened. My brother came yes, home and... Yes, yes, I know. Well, your brother came into the room and was eaten up by this monster and then that girl. Oh, what's the use? Apparently you want to die. I've tried so hard to make you understand. And I've tried to make you understand that if you don't stop this infernal nonsense and hurry up and tell me the truth of what really happened, you'll either find yourself taking a one-way walk to the electric chair or wake up in a padded cell in an asylum for the criminally insane. What? The fact of the matter is, they've already appointed a lunacy commission to pass on your case. Lunacy commission? Oh, see here, Arch. Wait. I... No, wait. Let me talk. Go right ahead. That's what I want you to do. Maybe I am insane. I don't know. At first, I told myself it was nothing but a nightmare. But I'd wake up and find it had all been nothing but a weird dream that never really happened. But it's not a dream, and no one will believe my story, not even you. But such an irrational story. How can you expect anyone to believe it? Now, take that part about your brother being devoured alive by this this monster. It happened. It happened just as I said it happened. It's common knowledge that your brother is pre-induction vacationing up north with your mother. He came back. You mean they are coming back. I sent your brother a wire to come back and bring your mother home at once. They ought to be here today. My brother's dead. Well, that's your preposterous story. This this thing, this monster who's supposed to have committed all these crimes. Where is he? Where did he come from? Where has he gone to? I... I don't know. Did the police see him? No. Did anyone see him? No. Oh, Arch, Arch, if you're going to think up an alibi to save yourself, for heaven's sake, think up a better one than that one. I'm not trying to think up alibis. I'm just trying to explain what happened to you and maybe to myself. I haven't believed much during my life, except perhaps that somewhere there was a power that went beyond life and death. What happened to me isn't explainable in any terms that you and I... But, Mr. Gang, I tell you, it did happen. I thought of a monster for seven days and seven nights in my own mind. And like that prophet of the Middle Ages warned, the evil thing came to life, and yet only I could see it and hear it. And do you see and hear it now? No. That's what I can't quite understand. Perhaps the horrible thing only has life when I think about it intensely. <sighs> Intense? That's it. <sighs> it only has life when my thoughts give it life. Like an idea. Don't you see, Mr. Gang? Like an idea only exists when you think of it. Your thought gives it life. And that's the way it is with that terrible thing. Listen. 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 Do you hear him? There. There he is in the corner. I tell you, he's there. Don't you hear it? Blubbering and slobbering. I see it now. I see it. You think? I'm not afraid of you anymore. You hear me? I'm not afraid. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Are we a lunacy commission or lunatics? And you too, Mr. I know how strongly you gentlemen feel about this matter, but after all, we must come to a decision on his mental status. As chairman of this lunacy commission, I feel that it is incumbent upon me to, shall I say, uh, summarize the facts as they have been placed before us. Uh, First, it is an established fact that a murder, and a very horrible murder, has been committed. 
The police officer has testified very conclusively that Arch Obler was there upon the scene of the crime and that it was absolutely impossible for anyone else to have committed the murder. In other words, the man whose mental status we are to determine is a murderer. Consider further facts. Does he wear conventional shirts? Uh, no, 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 no. Another fact. Does he participate in uh, normal activities such as drinking, dancing, uh, fraternal orders, and similar uh, beneficial social activities? No, 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 no. I pile fact upon fact. Have you gentlemen ever listened to his play? What are some of the distinctive features of these works? Voices. Mm. Strange voices. Strange voices. Whispering voices. Uh, Note that gentleman always whispering voices. 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 Gentlemen, I am of the firm opinion that we are dealing with a very definite case of Dementia Braycox in its paranoidal form. No, Arch. No. A lifetime in an insane asylum. Oh, my. I'm not insane. I tell you, I'm not insane. No, no, of course you're not, son. Don't excite yourself anymore. Please. What does it make me go? If there was only some way I... I could make them see the thing as I see it. Mother... You believe what I told you, don't you? Yes, yes, dear, of course I do. Oh, if Eli would only get back. Eli? But I told you, Eli, you're like the others. You don't believe me now. I know you don't. You will believe. I'll make you believe. Thank you. Thank you, wherever you are, listen to me. I think of you. Here, I think of you. I give you life. I give you life. You hear, Mother? You hear it does exist? It does? No, no, don't get so excited. There, Mother. It's right behind you. Turn, see, believe. You see, Mother. You see it. I'm not insane. I'm not insane. My mother. Say my mother. No. No. It's not my mother. It's not my mother. It's not my mother. It's not my mother. Midnight already? Yeah, I've been sitting here very comfortably, and I finally thought up the plot line, and believe me, it's quite a brainstorm. I die. Sure, sure, it's my final broadcast, so why not? No, no, I'm not gagging. Listen to me. You know, it's all about a monster that I conceived in my own little-bitty mind, and it comes to life. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't had a Coke in hours. It's going to be one of those, you know, crazy stories inside of a story. Now, now listen. The way I've got it figured out is this. Now, I'm supposed to be sitting here thinking of this horrible monster, and suddenly I turn around and there it is, see? And my young brother comes in and this monster eats him up alive, and then Mercy McCambridge comes in and she... Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Joan. Hold it for a minute. I think someone came in. I imagine it's Bernie. I'll see who... Listen, that thing, it's true. 
Tonight on Wednesday, the radio was tuned to NBC for Lights Out, a show that featured tales of the supernatural and the supernormal. It was the first of the horror suspense radio shows, predating Inner Sanctum and Suspense. At first, the show was written by Willis Cooper. He emphasized great sound effects and gripping stories. In 1936, Arch Obler took over the writing and he brought the show through its huge successes. Hit stories like Cat Wife and Chicken Heart still evoke memories today. The stories called for all sorts of horror, breaking bones, blood dripping, heads being severed, and of course, human flesh being eaten. The glory of the show was that they had a sound effects team up to the challenge. But rather than actually kill people for the show, they experimented and found out that a soaked rag thrown against a wall sounded like a body slamming against pavement, maple syrup sounded like blood, and so on and so on. The stories are also notable for the chances that Obler took. He played with first-person narratives, stream of consciousness. In short, he pushed the envelope of what radio could deliver. The show had such a following that when NBC tried to cancel the show in 1937, fans protested in the hundreds and kept the show going. Lights Out ran from 1934 to 1939. Then it ran through several reboots, each less successful than the previous one. The last radio show aired in 1947. Then Lights Out was on television from 49 to 1952. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.